Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Caring Support Podcast. My name is Kaylee, and with me today are some pretty awesome people from the Caring Support Team and Advisory Board. Um, today's episode is an exciting one as we're wrapping up season one of the Caring Support Podcast, and we're going to take a look back at 2022 and get a quick look into 2023 and kind of the hopes and dreams um, for caring support going forward. Uh, so without any further ado, uh, let's get started. We're going to do a quick icebreaker question here for you guys. So like I said, sitting here with me is a group of um, amazing business professionals um, that have worked hard to get where they are with taking many, many steps along the way in their careers. Our platform helps healthcare workers and students find their dream jobs all the time. And part of that process is all of that learning along the way. So could you guys maybe give me a bit of your your histories? Um, where what jobs did start? Did you guys start out with like even going back to like teenagers? And what's what's a lesson that you've learned from all of your careers that you take with you all the time and you think that would be beneficial for everybody? Joe, do you want to start us off? Sure, 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 sure. I you know why? I've had an interesting career, there's no question. I've been a serial entrepreneur for the last 20, 20 years uh, plus. Uh, prior to that, I was in the hospitality industry for about 12 years. Now I'm starting to age myself a little bit. So I'm gonna back up and say, what about the first job that I ever did, right? The very first job that I had the opportunity to get my uh, sink my feet into. Uh, it was Wendy's. Wendy's restaurant was my first job. So what did I learn from that? You know what? Being on time, always five to 15 minutes before your shift. So what what does that mean today? I'm five to 15 minutes, you know, uh, you know, ahead of the curve when it comes to my meetings. And I'm always on time. I talked to a lot of uh, a lot about being on time to a lot of people. Um, and, and it's the most important thing in any meeting. Uh, as I was probably five to 15 minutes early for this meeting, right, uh, Callie? Yes, uh, as well, you know what, uh, just the process uh, of Wendy's, you know, the four corner press on a burger, right? You know, just understanding, you know, workflows and, and, and all that stuff. And then really looking and understanding my leadership, what he brought to the table, uh, you know, I exhort. Right. And how did he how did he manage me, you know, as a young teen, rebellious and crazy and full of energy uh how did he you know wind us down and wind us up when it was busy and not busy so yeah i learned a lot from my very first job it's corporate uh but uh, at the end of the day there's formulas there which i love that's that's awesome it's it's really cool to to see that you know you didn't you didn't just start out like building these amazing businesses you've got uh, a history that people can connect with which is amazing oh absolutely a lot of fun Paul, did you want to give us a give us a little bit of your story? Sure. So um, I guess going to my first job, uh, I worked for four years starting at age, I think it was just before I was 13, in a veterinary clinic. And uh, the veterinary clinic had a massive boarding operations over over uh, over 100 dogs. And even at that age, I think what struck me is the importance of just showing up to work. And, you know, I've I've watched some other people who, you know, stayed out too late, you know, doing whatever they were doing. They didn't feel like going into work, so they called in sick and stuff like that. And I was struck at that time how dependent 
those dogs and cats were on me showing up to work. If I didn't show up to work, then uh, somebody else had more work to do, or on some days there was actually no one there. And, and so that was a very uh, sort of poignant uh, example where uh, dogs and cats were stuck in crates in their own uh, uh, you know doings and unable to eat or, or to get a drink and so it was it was a very uh, uh, immediate need that they had so I think I took that with me all the way along where uh, sometimes uh, maybe I didn't uh, feel quite right I wouldn't I wouldn't advocate going to work while you're sick I think that's actually the wrong thing to do but when some people just don't feel like going in and, and they call in is something that's never been a part of my uh, life and I probably learned that uh, a very long time ago at age uh, 13. Um, my journey since I, I think that um, what I've really taken with me is the importance of being reflective. And there's always something that you can do better. There's always something that you can learn about what you did well and didn't do so well. And you can start to create your own anthology as you go forward in terms of how you want your career to go. What are the things that are important to you? What do you need to do better? Uh, being honest uh, with yourself about making sure that you do what measures you need to do in order to be able to get better at the things you're not so good at. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 62. Uh, I'm nowhere near done. Uh, maybe some people feel differently, but uh, I don't feel differently. And I'm still learning and, and learning from uh, every experience that I have. And I think that's really important is that reflective learning, uh, sort of uh, not destination thinking, but journey thinking. Life uh, and our careers uh, are not about the destination, but it's about the journey that we uh, engage on uh, as we go forward. That's amazing, and I, I completely agree. I think that um, we should always be learning. There's always opportunity to learn to learn more, and I think that's one of the awesome things about Caring Support, too, is that we're providing those opportunities for people that use our platform, too. Uh, Annika. Yeah, so my first job was I was basically a retail worker at a dancewear store because I was a dancer, so it was very fitting, um, and at the dancewear store, it's obviously like fitting people with shoes and uh, there's so many different options of like dance shoes depending on the style, but so many are like very similar to each other. So I learned very quickly that confidence goes a long way. Um, if someone sees that you're confident in whatever you're trying to sell, um, they're gonna basically get on board with it and be like, yeah, you know what? You seem to know what you're talking about sure give me give me whatever shoe you think is going to be right for my child um and even with like body suits and stuff like that they're all pretty much the same there's but just knowing knowing what's good and what's not and just really believing in yourself um because if you believe in yourself people are gonna be like this person knows exactly what they're talking about the other thing i also learned was a little bit of work-life balance uh, I was in college for dance at the time, and I was basically at school for like 12 hours a day and also trying to do this job on the weekends with rehearsals and everything. And I got to a point where I like almost basically burnt myself out and I didn't want to quit the job because I felt really bad um, because they would have to replace me and everything. And I remember talking to my mom on the phone and be like, I don't know what to do. Um, she's like, honestly, you just, you need to quit your job. You can't keep going like this. 
Uh, so I finally, finally manned up and called my boss and told her the situation and was very understanding. And I never liked conflict either. Um, so I definitely learned a little bit about having those like difficult conversations when the time comes and you're just like, I need to, I need to focus on myself. It's the right thing to do. So lots of lessons learned for sure. Yes, of course. Burnout is definitely something that a lot of people are facing right now. And I think it's important that we remember to take that step back and remember to that it's okay to take a rest. So uh, James, last but not least, James. Thanks, Kelly. Uh, I believe my first job, I was 13, 14 years of age, uh, and it was kind of a manual labor thing. We had this opportunity over a summer. And But what I learned, it was the, the fellow that was the general manager of the place was um, quite a gregarious character. And uh, we really hit it off. <laughs> I'm a 13-year-old punk and didn't realize that this guy had become my mentor. And um, I learned a lot from him. Uh, he was a pretty crazy guy, but um, he also really under knew his stuff, really knew what he's doing. The, but I think what that did was it helped set the tone because the next job I took at a radio shack and I always loved electronics as a kid. I was always playing around with stuff. And I went to that job and, and um, the general manager there was really great. So, you know, I think what he taught me more than anything, similar to what Joe and Annika were talking about and Paul, is showing up, being on time. It's a sign of respect, number one, um, to be on time. And, uh, it, and and I remember that years later because I, I kind of thought about something Grant Cardone said one time. When somebody came into the office and the guy said to me, hey, sorry, I'm early. I said, dude, never say you're sorry when you're early. You say sorry when you're late. And by the way, don't be late. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's the big difference, I think, is that... Um, when you learn about accountability, when you understand what integrity is, and these are things that get instilled in you, and if you get if you get these early enough in your age and you're smart enough to realize that this matters, it creates a tremendous impact throughout the rest of your life. And then before long, you're helping other people understand the importance of these things. So, you know, I think that's those first one or two jobs. It was really, you know, we take it for granted today when we talk about mentoring. But back then, that was not any kind of topic for the conversation. You just realized that you were attracted to people who helped bring out the best in you. Right? Anyway. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's all really amazing advice. And honestly, like you guys have worked really hard to get to where you're at. It hasn't something that's just happened overnight. And um, it's amazing, honestly, hearing about your guys' journey. Uh, caring support has also come really far. We've it's only been a couple of years. Uh, so why don't we take a second to take a look back at 2022, maybe talk about some of the things that excited us or we didn't expect um, and kind of what 2022 um, did for you guys in terms of Caring Supports progress. Joe, did you want to start us off? Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, Really, really happy with where Caring Support's at. When you really look back at 13,000 healthcare professionals have joined our platform looking for employment opportunities. We have over 125 healthcare organizations that have decided to use our platform looking for those healthcare organizations and as well having the ability to communicate with those post-secondary institutions, which we brought on uh, roughly 40 
uh, post-secondary institution locations on our platform. So we're really excited at where we're at today, um, but super excited for what's coming in 2023, which we'll address here in a bit. Um, I think, you know what, what 22... 22 brought for me and, uh, you know, uh, and a lot of other um, CEOs or, or people looking for investment uh, within their company, stress. Wow, was it ever stressful talking to investors this year? Um, their frame of mind is, you know, keep my money in my pocket, right? And uh, so it was really, really tough, you know, talking to, you know, multiple, multiple potential investors over 200 plus hours of communications and uh, back and forth. And, you know, finally in 2022, we found our investors that looked at caring support and said, hey, I want to be involved in this organization. So I think, you know what, uh, it was stressful, but super rewarding. And wow, did I ever learn a lot from that incredible amount of, uh, you know, incredible amount of amazing people that I met. Um, but uh, overall, really pleased with the uh, the investors that stepped forward. So yeah, that's what I got from 2022. I'm not going to steal everything because I know everyone else wants to add some value there too as well. But a lot of great things happen in 2022. Annika, do you have anything you want to add? Talk about anything that made you excited happen in 2022? Yeah, I do. Um, I think the very first thing that I didn't expect, it was kind of thrown at me, was just fully taking over the marketing team. Um, kind of right at the beginning of the year, I got thrown into that. And then at one point we had, I think there was like six people that I was managing. Um, but I was really lucky to have every single per person on the marketing team is absolutely fantastic. I'm so thankful for them every single day. Um, and then also just even the launch of Resume Builder and the Marketplace. Um, both of those things kind of seem to be distant planets far off in the universe that we would just talk about. Uh, and then I guess my power of persuasion skills kind of paid off a little bit. Um, no, it, it was honestly really great to see the whole team come together and work quickly to get those two big features launched um, just in order to help healthcare workers access the resources that they need to succeed. Yeah, I can say from personal perspectives that being a part of your uh, marketing team has been amazing and I've learned a lot and that's something that I'm thankful for for the 2022 year is that I've been able to be a part of that team. So thank you. Uh, let's start with, let's go next to James. Thanks. <laughs> Kelly, uh, yeah, you know, I, I would probably echo some of the sentiments that both Joe and Annika stated. Um, I think more than anything for me is, you know, when when you're, I'm going to say, relatively a startup, you know, everyone talks about, oh, you're not going to see anything for three, four, five years or whatever. But we did. But that's not what we saw. We started to see more and more people. And then, you know, when I'm working with a lot of the healthcare influences and that, the comments people make to me about love what you're doing. Uh, this uh, is really great. And, and you know, of course, you want to try and connect more with these people, and that will happen. We have to be patient. But I think more than anything is we went into this as a purpose-driven organization. We went into this with the belief that we could help our healthcare system. And it's always a grind every day. But when you get those kinds of comments from people and clients and 
um, and candidates and 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 schools that we work with. It makes you feel like, yeah, we're doing something awesome here, and we're trying to make a difference. And and that makes you feel good about things. So I, I'm excited for the future, absolutely. And I love working with all of you guys, ladies, I should say. Uh, it's been really great. Um, it, it really has. And I think we all grow together. We all learn from each other. And then, you know, hopefully that just continues to allow us to blossom as a company. Thank you, James. Paul, do you have anything that you would like to add? Oh, yeah. Don't give me a microphone. Um, so I, I think what has been uh, the, the sort of high level, uh, most gratifying thing uh, in the past year, really it's more like the past uh, year and a half uh, since I've been involved with Caring Support is um, the, the evolution, I would say, of the product strategy. So I work with uh, some tech companies here in the States trying to help them with market entry strategy and growth strategies and stuff like that. And, and I think that sometimes what people feel is, well, I have a thing, now I have to sell it. So it's like you have created something like the platform, which is fantastic. Now, how do we grow? There's, which is, your, uh, is sort of your business strategy. But what's before that, between the, we have a thing and how do we grow is, what is your product strategy? So yeah, what is it? Um, what do I do with it? And then how do I grow that? And it's that, what do I do with it that really has evolved, I think, a lot in the past year? And uh, just watching the sort of adaptability of uh, the product of the team uh, of Joe, I think it's sometimes hard for uh, CEOs of startup and early growth companies to not fall so in love with thing that they don't want to change. And there has been a willingness to change. And uh, as a former CEO, I can tell you, I was besieged by people all the time who were trying to sell me something that I wasn't really sure I wanted. And most of the time, I actually didn't want it. So I think the willingness of Joe and the team to sort of listen and say, platform is great, but how can we make it where you know, CEOs or the chief uh, human resources officers or whoever really want to have this thing because it solves their problem instead of trying to convince them of something that maybe they didn't really want. So it's that evolving maturity and agility of the product strategy that I think is the, the most uh, fun thing to watch. And, and I think it uh, predicts future success for caring support big time. Awesome. Yeah, caring support really has evolved um, over the last year even. I've been with the company for about a year and watching it grow has been pretty awesome. And now we're looking into a really great 2023 year. So Annika, you want to talk about what might be in store, what we might be able to see coming from caring support in 2023? Absolutely. Um, so there are Honestly, so many features coming to help all of our employers, healthcare workers, schools, all of them. Um, and it constantly makes me really excited for the future. There are there are a lot of times where things get frustrating, um, where things get tough within the business. In any business, it happens. But what I always do is I always just look forward to what 2023 is going to hold. And it always outweighs those frustrations or hard times. Um, one exciting thing that I'm very excited for as the designer here, um, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're going to be doing a 
platform redesign uh, just to make everything a little bit more cohesive uh, and also with that just including a whole bunch of those new features especially for employers a lot of them are kind of designed to help with the organization aspect uh, of recruitment since we all know recruiters have so many candidates to go through that it can get chaotic so just putting some of those things in that are hopefully really gonna help out um, and avoid some of the stress that recruiters face. That sounds really awesome. Joe, do you want to talk about the future? Yeah, um, the future's bright. Um, it's exciting. Uh, we've got some funds to help us, you know, push us in, into 2023 and, and really support our efforts going forward. You know, obviously we've got, you know, uh, the healthcare professional, on one side of the fence, the other side of the fence, we have the healthcare organization. We also have, you know, the post-secondary institution and soon to be immigration. So we're in some deep, deep conversations with some, uh, you know, upper level uh, hospital partners that are looking to, you know, go forward and, and, and help us push the immigration side of our platform. I want to stress again that we are a job platform. That's our major focus. We're here to employ people uh, with, you know, allow people to find healthcare workers to employ them um, and, and put them all on our platform. But really, at the end of the day, we're building a bridge. And that bridge is getting stronger and stronger every day, every week, every month, every quarter. Uh, and that's what's super exciting. And what I mean by a bridge is, is allowing people to see each other walk halfway across the bridge and see what's there at the other side of the bridge. So really connecting those worlds, right? And, and allowing them uh, to communicate, share candidate profiles, student profiles, uh, immigration support, you know, um, healthcare professionals here and afar. Um, this is everything that we're all about, building that bridge. And the second thing is healthcare community, strictly focusing on healthcare, nothing else. So healthcare, wellness, I believe we have 60, 66 or something role types on the platform today. So we're really excited to further extend that. But once again, only in healthcare and wellness, keeping that strong focus and building the community. Yeah, yeah, community is definitely important for, for any business. And we are very lucky because we have James on our team, who is the networking rock star. I love how he calls everyone rock stars all the time. The, the amount of like self-confidence I gain just from him calling me a rock star before something is amazing. Uh, James, what are you looking forward to for 2023? <laughs> That's great, Kelly. Uh, actually, I'm really just looking forward to continue to work with all you rock stars. The, there is no question um, this has been an interesting and fun ride. And I think it's this the, the maturation of the company develops more. We uh, put ourselves, I think, in, in more favorable light. What I love what Joe said, which is so true, is we are a connector. Uh, it, it This actually reflects a lot of our personalities, I think, uh, caring support. It, this is what we like to do in our community. This is, um, it, it's community oriented. And, you know, when you think about the standard job board, it's a very disconnected, you know, black and white. Uh, there's nothing in there where people feel like any kind of warmth, any kind of, um, you know, uh, visibility. The candidates have the opportunity in our platform. So, you know, this is uh, what what separates us is the fact that that 
that you can clearly tell there's there's genuine interest in all parties, especially candidates, uh, in, and for them to succeed and for them to thrive is because caring support is building something that's going to change the way people connect, interact, and find opportunities. Paul, you had kind of touched a little bit on the uh, what Caring Support's future would look like from your perspective. Did you want to kind of expand on that a little bit? Yeah, there, there are several, I would say, highly intriguing uh, sort of uh, uh, attributes of Caring Support that are evolving right now, and some of them we can and some of them we can't talk about. But I think that for me, the, the, the currency for Caring Support is really going to be these candidates and, and it's going to be candidates in particular in certain role types that are really critical shortages. And, you know, I think the realization that there is a, a global undersupply, but more acutely in North America, both the United States and particularly in Canada, the lack of certain role types is absolutely shocking. And I think even as we're sort of working through some of these relationships right now, we're, we're still having trouble find, sourcing enough candidates to help out some of these uh, healthcare organizations to, to meet their critical staffing needs. So for me, I think the evolution of the international channel is going to be a big pressure relief valve for um, uh, Canadian uh, healthcare organizations in terms of meeting critical staffing needs. So I think that to me, seeing that come online over uh, 20, the year 2023 is going to be the most gratifying. Just knowing what my uh, former colleagues who are running hospitals across the province, uh, but also uh, long-term care facilities and, and uh, home health agencies and that sort of thing, just to be able to take some of that, that crushing pressure of trying to operate with no human beings to do it. I think that's, uh, to me, the most exciting thing and will be the most gratifying when we do this again a year from now, we can celebrate. Yeah, one last thing to that is we are headed to Alberta. So Alberta is the next province that we're touching base in. Uh, it will be this quarter that we actually, you know, we've already started the marketing efforts and, you know, uh, so yeah, we're excited to, to, to move our operations into Alberta. Then, then there will be either out east or more further out west. Uh, and then as well uh, as our chief strategy officer, you know, Dr. Woods here in the U.S., we'll be touching base in the U.S. more than likely in 2023 too as well. So uh, we're putting everything together to make sure that that's, you know, supported and it makes sense uh, and it does make sense. So there's a bunch of other things that we can't talk about today that were in development. That's really going to be uh, game changing in 2023. Fortunately, we can't talk about it right, right yet, uh, but we're super excited to actually, uh, you know, share that news when we can. Yeah, sounds like there's a lot to look forward to in 2023 from Caring Support and for the Caring Support team, which is really, really exciting. The, uh, the other exciting thing is that we actually made it through our first season of the Caring Support podcast, and we've actually had some really amazing guests on here, thanks to James and connections that everybody has put through. And we're looking forward to the guests that we're going to have in 2023. We've already got a few really awesome ones lined up. So it'll be great to see where this podcast even goes in the future and what Caring Support is going to do going into the new year. So uh, that said, thank you guys for joining me today. It's been really, really great talking to you. It's been awesome learning about 
you guys and your journeys and the advice you have for people that may be doing the same thing that you guys are doing. So thank you guys very, very much. And we will talk to all of you next year. Awesome. Thank you, Callie. That's great. Thank you, Callie. Happy Merry Christmas. Holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Have Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Thank you.